Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is Amped, the podcast for people with limb loss. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today, Peggy? I'm doing well. Um, so our regular listeners might notice that our, our intro is a little bit different. We have decided to drop our individual blogs and um, just identify as Amped. Yeah, kind of makes sense. It does. It for a year. It, exactly. Um, but, you know, it it's hard for me to kind of accept change and things. So I'm a little out of my sorts, but I'm good. I'm good. Listen, maybe we'll have a blooper reel someday. And one of, you know, maybe the way to lead off the blooper reel will be us screwing up the intro. Yes. The very first take that we just screwed up. Yes, probably. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a really, I, I'm excited about today's topic, which I know sounds very strange. Um, but today we are going to be talking about the phenomenon known as inspiration porn. Ooh, I know. Sensor. Well, you know, he, here's the very first thing that that I popped into my brain when when we decided on this topic was that anytime I talk about sex or intimacy or I've written about inspiration porn before, it it automatically is like super searched and is you know because the the um how do i want to word this the x-rated side of society tends to be attracted to that word so i do expect that people are going to be logging on to our podcast and will be sorely disappointed when they listen to this episode that we are not providing the kind of entertainment that they're hoping but we are going to be talking about something that that is very kind of um, it resonates with the community. I, I see it a lot on social. I know that you and I have talked about it as well. For years. Yes. Yes. And and we agree that this is something that kind of rubs us both the wrong way. Uh, neither one of us likes it. We don't like that when people come up to me and say, you're such an inspiration. I'm like, dude, I don't even know you. <laughs> How do you know that? Um, and it just, it irks me. And I know people mean well. And I know that you have a similar reaction. Yep. I experienced this in the old days when I was running road races frequently. And it took its most sort of vir- virulent form when I actually did the Challenged Athletes race uh, in California. And there were all of these hardcore triathletes able-bodied triathletes doing the race and as they were blasting past me you know going one direction or the other i would get shouts of great job and you're doing fantastic and the one guy who came running by me you know shouts at me as he's going by you're my inspiration and i was like yeah you just want to speed up so you can slap him on the back of the head (laughs) this became this became the source of great amusement between me and a guy who was struggling as badly as i was an able-bodied guy and we finished the race together and we just kept (laughs) laughing and and using the term for each other the rest of the race well i i have had similar experiences uh way back in the day when I thought that joining a gym would be a good idea for my lifestyle. And I would go and I mean, I didn't even have to work out. I could just walk in and people would just start start lauding praise on me uh, just for being there. Oh, you're such an inspiration. You're my hero. I'm like, how am I your hero? I'm, you know, I'm dying on a, you know, elliptical bike here. How could I be your hero? 
There's also now, there's also nothing quite like going to the gym for a workout with your headphones on, getting on a treadmill, running, which you know takes some. It, it actually requires some attention when you're wearing a prosthesis, right. and then people come up to you and want to talk. It's like exactly. I want to I want to share yeah. with you how I feel about you, and it's like I, I just yeah. want to work out. And and one more story, and then we'll we'll get into the real topic today. But uh, several years ago, I was in McDonald's with Robbie, who at the time was probably four or five. Um, so it was about six or seven years ago and total stranger came up to me and she just put her arms around me and she said, I am so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, is that because I didn't supersize my fries or was what, you know, what was going on? Because I could not figure it out. And it, it took me aback and it took me a few minutes to figure out that she was just proud of me because I was standing. Like her expectations for people with disabilities must be so low that it was easy for me to like, you know, vault past anything that she thought would be acceptable. Right. Right. That's perfect. Just what you want to hear. Exactly. Exactly. So do you want to talk about the history of the term? Because I know that uh, some, it does turn some people off, but it does have a history. It does. And this is something I actually wrote about a few years ago uh, when I was still writing my weekly blog. Um, this is a term that actually, it may have been around longer than, than the reference I'm going to um, make. But uh, Stella Davis, who was a disability advocate and a comedian, used the term in a talk that she delivered. And I'm gonna I'm gonna actually just quote a series of a, a series of lines from her speech, uh, so that people have the context here. Because the term "inspiration porn" is one that is, I think, intentionally off-putting, and I think that Stella Davis was doing this intentionally. So she said, "We've been sold the lie that disability is a bad thing, and to live with disability makes you exceptional. It's not a bad thing, and it doesn't make you exceptional." And then she said, I use the term inspiration porn deliberately because images of inspirational individuals with disabilities objectify one group of people for the benefit of another group of people. The purpose of these images is to inspire you, to motivate you, so that we can look at them and think, well, however bad my life is, it could be worse. I could be that person, i.e. the disabled person. And this is something, this is something, Peggy, that I remember when I read it, I said, oh, this is putting into words much more thoughtfully than I ever had exactly what it was that I was reacting against when people used the term inspirational or hero in connection with meeting me. Cause it was, I, I, at the, on the one hand, it was gratifying because I knew it was meant from, it was coming from a place of positivity and yet it just rang really wrong with me. It does. And it, it irks me too. And I also, you know, I mentioned that I see it on social. I see it with those memes that are, that are often circulated on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. The, the ones of, you know, the, the limbless child who is holding a pencil in between his, his, his two residual arms. And it says, you know, your excuse is invalid or, you know, a a triathlete, an amputee triathlete. And they, you know, with what's your excuse? I'm like, well, you know, I'm tired and I don't really want to come up with an excuse. But those things, you know, it. I think that since social media has taken on such a force, especially in this culture, that, that we're seeing more and more of it. Yeah, it really is kind of the memification of the concept of... Oh, good word. It's not a real word, I don't think. But <laughs> it's it's... 
I, I would own would, it. Yeah. I would just say memification. Copyright yes. that. Um, exactly. Yeah, I just – there's – it's a very simplistic way to try to communicate something that I think is – it, it it seems at first glance like it should be just purely a compliment and it should be motivational. And my concern about it is that when you really look at what's happening underneath, something less positive is actually going on. And we can we can talk through that. And I don't really need to motivate anybody. I don't feel like it's my role to to motivate somebody else to to kind of be that pawn of, oh well, if she can do it, then I can certainly do it because I'm not as bad as her. Um drives me crazy. Yeah, I mean, there, there has been there has been I won't say this is an analogous discussion around around the issue but there is something that sort of feels a little bit similar to me and that that centers around pro athletes who have refused to sign autographs um many of you know the, and, and i don't think that most do but bill russell who was a you know very famous center for the boston celtics in the 50s and 60s and who um, was a vocal voice in in civil rights very thoughtful guy refused to sign autographs and was pilloried by the press for essentially being antisocial. And uh, he refused to do it on the ground that he said, you don't know who I am or what I do, and I shouldn't be a role model. You know, parents who are telling their kids that I'm a role model, they don't know me. And they should they should be really looking for role models in their communities, people who are having a direct impact on their lives. I'm not, I'm just a basketball player. Um, and there's there's kind of a, a little bit of that going on here as well, um, and and we'll talk through that, Peggy. But I guess if, if we start this at its most general level, for me, the problem with it is that this tends to come up most obviously, and uh, certainly in my experience, it's based purely on a physical observation of someone doing something physical. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with any, you know. Any type of thinking related trait or or observable behavior that's positive. I mean, yeah, working out, running a race, being at the gym, those are good things. I mean, it's not bad, but I, it's it's also I don't know. I guess it's more of a neutral thing. It's just something people do in my mind. It's it's not exceptional to the point where the only thing that makes it exceptional is the fact that we're missing right. a limb. And the fact that that people are taking us living our normal lives and doing normal everyday things that everybody else does and somehow making them exceptional and putting us on a pedestal really, in a way, uh, demonstrates how, how, how low those expectations for people with disabilities are as well. And that's probably a topic for another podcast. Um, yeah. And there's another piece of this and I don't know, uh, I wrote about this a few years ago and I don't know if I'm really going too far with it or not, but the other thing that concerns me when I hear this is um, it's this concept, Peggy, that, because it's almost like by by mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know I, I've got it. I, it's coming into I, my brain now. All right, because because I yeah. know exactly where you're going, so I can take. No, over no, no. I'm struggling because I want I want to say it right. the right <laughs> way. But it's it is 
objectifying. It is, it, it's saying there, there is an element of it. I think that is the reason it's inspirational is because it's other. And if I can, if I can comfortably keep this I, outside of me, if I can say it's inspirational to me because I am not that, which I think is implicitly mm-hmm. what's going on. And, and again, it's, I don't think that's necessarily a conscious decision, but I think it's the, it's the distance between us that's inspirational. And I've always found that to be problematic because I view the great opportunity of disability, if we want to use that term, and I'm hesitant to even use that term, but the great opportunity of being different is it's uh, being an amputee specifically is it's a very visible difference, but really, you know, everyone has their own disability. It just, some are visible, some aren't. And what I've loved about this journey over the last 20 plus years has been the opportunity to connect with people in a more profound and meaningful way as a result of it. And and that's that's the coming together. And I really worry that talking about inspiration in that way is a very artificial way of actually creating a line of separation. It's There's disabled people who are inspirational, and then there are people who have all of their limbs. Exactly. And I think on on another completely unconscious level, I think that people are naturally doing this because they they feel safer with the separation, right? So if that person is up on the pedestal, like, you know, it's it's almost like you're so exceptional, you're so inspiring, you motivate me so much. I could never be like you. Therefore, there's something different that, that this happened to you and I might be safe. Yeah, and let me go one step further, specifically in the physical activity realm. People say this today because guess what? Amputees aren't generally winning these races against able-bodied people. What I, I really wonder what the attitude will be when as we will, we will see um, an amputee athlete go out and start defeating able-bodied competition. Um, we've obviously had a bilateral amputee participate in the Olympics, but there's going to come a time where an amputee athlete who is just that freakishly gifted is going to start winning these races. And I'm very curious to see if that person is still inspirational or if that person is going to be a technological doper. Well, that's is, exactly you know, what happened with with he who shall not be named. Um, you know, it was, well, he has an unfair advantage because he's wearing springs on his legs and da, 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 da. And you're, you're exactly right. That's the same thing's going to happen. So, and it does, it, it, the whole urine inspiration thing really does. It just, it takes the, the person out of it and you're just judging strictly based on, on what we're missing instead of everything that we have. Right. And, and and the reality is, you know, again, going back to that Bill Russell concept, why do you think that person is inspirational? What do you know about them other than the fact that they can physically do something that makes that that gains them that title? You know, if that person and this is in our show notes and I, and I mean it facetiously, so please no one write to me about, you know, from an ASPCA perspective. But if this if, if you had an incredible amputee athlete who club seals in his spare time or her spare time, would you sit there and say that person is inspirational? The answer is no. Um, so and, and this is going to sound like, Peggy, I fear that we're somehow bashing um, athletes in particular, and we're not. I mean, I think that I think that the the 
the athletes who are participating in the Paralympics, the athletes, the weekend warriors who are out there running 5K and 10K road races with a prosthesis are remarkable athletes. But I think there's something that separates simply remarkable physical activity from actually being inspiration, inspirational in my mind. I think inspirational goes beyond merely doing an activity and actually um, somehow actively leading or um, communicating in a way that is profound. And I was, I was thinking about a guy like Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe was a great tennis player, mm-hmm. um, a world-class tennis player, but Arthur Ashe wasn't inspirational because he was an African-American tennis player at the time that uh, there weren't a lot of African-American tennis players. He was really inspirational because of his very thoughtful and thought-provoking stances on a variety of important societal issues and ultimately the way he managed through um, contracting the HIV virus as a result of a blood transfusion um, later in life. I mean, he was inspirational because of how he chose to uh, relate to the world around him. Tennis just happened to be a platform he used that gave him more of a voice. Exactly. Are you ready for some role playing? Um, I don't know. So I'm going to take uh, some of the arguments that I think that some of, of our listeners might be having or um, some of, of those people who laud us with this praise, and you can take the other side and explain it. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. I'll try that. So the first one is you're totally missing the point because what we're saying is positive. Who doesn't want to be an inspiration? Who doesn't want to motivate? Right. And that's true. And I'm not going to sit there and say that's wrong. That is a correct statement. And my counterpoint to that, I guess, Peggy, would be... Our counterpoint. Does, yeah. Our counterpoint <laughs> is does, does the person who's saying that, does their motivation really matter? If the, if arguably the impact of what they're saying is different than what they intend, if it does make us feel more objectified than lauded, um, is that, is that a valid reason? Uh, is that legitimate? Mm-hmm. And I would argue that if it's, if it's sort of something that makes people uncomfortable, even if the motivation is positive, then you probably shouldn't do it. That would be my argument. All right. Number two, uh, so, but remarkable athletic achievements really are inspirational, aren't they? Yeah, so this is one that I have thought about long and hard, and I, I had like 14 different examples I was thinking of as I was writing up the show notes for this, Peggy. So I'm going I'm to start with the one that's actually in the show notes, which is about Terry Fox. Terry Fox was the Canadian above-knee amputee who tried to run all the way across Canada. He did most of Canada in the uh, 70s, um, hop-skipped his way across the country. Yes, this uh, is back before running blades or anything. This is like yeah. hardcore stuff. On an everyday prosthesis, just going, you know, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of miles. And Terry Fox was raising awareness around a variety of issues, chief among them what amputees were capable of doing. But, um, you know, he was he had cancer. Um, He was a remarkable guy was what made Terry inspirational, the fact that he was doing it or was it the broader message he was trying to communicate as a result of that act. And he was very overtly trying to communicate something. It wasn't just, I'm doing this, and there was PR around, I'm doing it. 
It was, I'm doing this and here's why. Mm -hmm. And I think that is profoundly different than just being, quote, an athlete. And to now go like into the able-bodied realm, I mean, there may be some people who think that LeBron James's performance in a particular basketball game where he played exceptionally well is inspirational, but I don't, I'm, I've been a sports fan my whole life and I don't really think of him, I don't think of an individual performance by any athlete as inspirational. I think of them as incredible athletic achievements. They're things that I'll remember the rest of my life. They have a, they have an impact on me. I, I appreciate them for what they are, which are amazing athletic achievements, but I don't necessarily think of that as inspirational. Now, do I think LeBron James may be inspirational to a, a huge s segment of the American population for entirely different reasons? Yeah, he may very well be, and I'm not going to delegitimize that. But the actual performing of the physical act, I think, isn't necessarily the thing that makes him inspirational. It's what it's what he more overtly represents. And in particular with LeBron James, especially over the last few years, he's taken some pretty um, hard stances politically that have not always been popular that I think deserve consideration on their own merits as sort of inspirational because this is a guy who's trying to do more than just be a basketball player. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not just having, um, going back to Terry Fox, he's inspirational. He was in, and is inspirational, not because he was running with, with one leg and a prosthesis, but because he was running for a cause and he was on a mission and he was trying to impact change. Yeah. And even, I mean, even to the extent you could say the simple act of running is inspirational or hop skipping his way across Canada is inspirational. I mean, I see it, but that to me is kind of, it, it really devalues what it was that he was trying to do. It only gives you a, a sliver of what the total package was. So I'm not going to say that it's completely divorced from the concept of inspiration, but I am going to say again, I think that really being inspirational, particularly on the field, on the track, on the road, wherever it is that you are doing something physical, I really believe there's something more than just the physical act that has to be there to qualify for that. Me, I, My act of running a 10K road race and there is nothing in my mind that is inspirational about that. That's me doing an activity that I trained for. Now, if I had used that platform, and I never did, if I'd used that platform to uh, raise money for a specific charity of my choice, if I had, if I, you know, there were a thousand things I could have done with that, that maybe would have deserved the moniker, but I don't feel like anything I ever did really, really merited that. Dave, you're being way too serious and self-involved. <laughs> That's not the first time I've heard of that. <laughs> I was thinking that. I'm sorry. I just came back from dinner with my wife, so I said, that was the last hour and a half of my life, too. <laughs> but you, you're supposed to answer it. Yeah, I know. Um, so our goal, <laughs> I'm looking at the show notes, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, you're right. So the last point that Peggy was making, the counter argument I have to respond to is you're being too serious or self-involved. And I think our answer to that is, look, our goal for the community is equality. Um, we want people with limb loss, limb difference to be treated equally. And being treated equally doesn't mean being inspirational merely for how we look. There's got to be exactly. something more than that. Equality is when we're judged not by what it is that we're 
know, how we look or what it is that we're doing um, just sort of in everyday life. It's really more the quality of our character, the quality of our ideas, how we communicate with the world and the impact we have on those around us. And the minute people start actually saying this, people in this community are inspirational because of the quality of the ideas and the um, importance of what it is that they are teaching us uh, and how they're communicating with us effectively and helping improve the world. That's something that I think really deserves the moniker. Absolutely. Could not agree with you more. So I think we covered it. Should we wrap it up? Yes. How about you do the summary? I can do that. Um, very, very short. We both have reservations about the overuse of the term inspirational. That, that although the speaker's motivations are obviously positive and are meant to, to uplift and, and show appreciation and show respect, the effect is objectifying because it's creating that separation and it's putting us on an undue pedestal just because of, of a disability that's visible. Um, we still love our athletes from the limb loss, limb difference community. We have a lot of them who, who we're personal friends with. They are absolutely amazing. They train very, very hard. This is not meant to take away from, from what they do. But I know most of the athletes that I know have used the platform for things that are inspirational, to, to give back, to help others, to, to raise a collective consciousness around issues that, that are important. And to me... That's what's the that's what could be inspirational rather than the fact that you can run really fast. Yeah, and to I just want to piggyback on that point. I mean, again, it's they're using their amazing athletic ability as a platform to do something bigger, and it's the, it's the something that's bigger than just the physical activity that I think is really resonant and that's important and that is inspirational with all of the positivity that term implies. Absolutely. Uh, Dave, who do you find inspirational? <laughs> um, so, I mean, I will, I'm going to fudge this answer a little bit. So, and I've written about this in the past. I find wh whenever I talk to anybody in the limb loss, limb difference community, and I get to hear their story, they're willing to share that story with me. And I can see the delta between where they were at the time that they started and where they are when I'm talking to them, that to me mm -hmm. is really, really powerful. It goes back to this whole concept you and I have talked about a thousand times about the power of this community being its narratives. But I mean, I, frankly, you know, whether it's a, an 80 year old dysvascular diabetic patient, a 40 uh, year old cancer survivor, or a 15 year old uh, congenital amputee, I, I view all of those people as really, really profoundly inspirational. They're, they, they've got a story that's pretty amazing. And I will also say in, in the interest of fairness here to, to my wife, who I just uh, alluded to earlier, you know, I was, as I was thinking about this podcast and I was thinking about what qualifies someone to be inspirational or not, I mean, I think about someone like my wife who had to make the decision on what level of amputation I was going to undergo, who witnessed the accident I was in, who stuck with me through all of that, and who continues to be sort of my biggest cheerleader and supporter today. I mean, the what she gave up for me, and what she expected for her life is amazing. 
And so it doesn't just have to be obviously people in the limb loss, limb difference community. It can be people who've touched our lives in a really important way. Well, you know what's sad, Dave, is the fact that she doesn't listen to the podcast. So she's not going to know the very nice words you just I'm said gonna, about her. I'm going to rely upon you to hit her up on social media. I, I will absolutely let her know. Um, so I will tell you just just as, as I end, I don't find athletes inspirational anymore. I actually don't even really – I will admire their athletic achievements, but um, I actually kind of – was a super fan of two separate athletes. Uh, one was Lance Armstrong and the other one was the one that we're not going to name. Yeah, <laughs> and, no, that's um, a big letdown. So, <laughs> both accounts. So I, um, yeah, I don't do the athlete anymore. I tend towards uh, real people with who are really working it and in the grassroots really making a difference. So, but I would love to know who our community finds inspirational yeah, and why. Please. So they can hit us up on Gmail, ampedpod at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, let us know. Who do you find inspirational and please, why? Please, we'd love to see some of those. And if we get really good answers from anybody, we're gonna, we'll post that stuff. Absolutely. Of yeah. course we will. All right, Dave. I think we I did need- it. You're my inspiration. Aw, aren't you sweet? (laughs) Yeah, that's me. That is me. (laughs) We'll leave it right there. All right, right. I'll take that. It's been a long day. I will take the praise wherever I can get it right now. (laughs) You should. All right, we'll talk soon. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.